2: Blog Talk Radio. Every day, every day, every night the motherland, still a stand on the other hand, take a chance if you understand, make a change now if you can, come to my side, open world, share the world, share the love, feel a beat from hinterland, say a prayer from neverland, in your heart you can understand, take your place in the motherland, oh yeah. Land. as we dream of another land, making peace stretch in our hand, feel the wheel pass from man to man, man to man, 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 man to manague. I don't Inspiration, love a nation, brings liberation, imagination, recreation, salutation, and salutation. Motherland. Light a light from oh motherland, still stand on the other hand. Take a change if you understand, make a change now if you can. Come to my side, all oh the world share the word, share the light. Light a light from motherland, still stand on the other hand. <laughs> pomme nak pomme nak
0: Hey, hey, you are tuned in to EOTMRadio.com. I'm Carla B., and you're vibrating to the E-Buzz. Welcome, welcome to EOTMRadio.com. I am I'm actually extremely, extremely excited to be back on air with you all, um, once again, for a very special segment of the E-Buzz. E-Buzz, in conjunction with Universal Waves, a new series of shows on EOTMRadio.com dedicated to those of us, those of you who are awakening and realizing there is something more to who we are and that humanity as a whole has the ability to, to completely transform itself. It's not readily apparent to most, but it's, it's clearly there. It's subtle yet obvious at the same time. Knowledge of this change or shift in consciousness is experimental. It appears in the forms of, of social trends and changes, but once someone crosses that threshold of awakening, they're already living in that reality, that new reality. To what degree it affects um, their lifestyle will, of course, vary from person to person, but, but change they will, as will the lives they in turn affect and friends so the beautiful story unfolds and all that being said with with the warmest welcome from the u.s to the uk i am privileged um to to have the opportunity to to speak with and welcome at this time ugandan princess former people's voice presenter beautiful so Elizabeth Senende. Welcome to EOTM Radio. Hello. Hello. Hi, Carla.
1: Hello. Hi, everyone. (laughs) It's a pleasure. I'm so happy that we're able to to speak today. Oh, Carla. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be able to speak with you. And that song that you played just before, I was not expecting that to come on. And as soon as it came (laughs) on, I was like, oh, my God, I know this song. And I stood up and started dancing around my living room. But then I was like, okay, I don't want to be out of breath when I saw the interview, so I had to sit down and pace myself. But wow, what an introduction with that song and everything that you said. Um, I totally agree. I mean, it's such a special time at the moment. Um, I'm really excited about this interview. Thank you for having me on. Yes, of course. Thanks for being on.
0: And that song, I actually saw it. Um, you, you placed it on your Facebook page yesterday, and I said, let me let me take a listen, because I was actually looking for songs. Um, to to play on this show, you know, kind of related to you, yeah. and and I listened to that song and I actually fell in love with it. I'm like the Ganda Boys. I had never heard of <laughs> yeah. them.
1: A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song, and I just had to play it. Yeah, the Ganda Boys. They just recently finished their album called Becca Simba. and um, I met the Ganda Boys back when I was working at the Peace People's Boys and there's are such a talented bunch of, of of men and their music inspires me all the time and this album is just like it's, it's, it's incredible for me. I've been listening to it for hours so it's great <laughs> to hear it and I encourage anyone that loves this kind of music or African music, African fusion to definitely check it out because it's definitely worth it. It is, I agree. I was listening to it last night
0: and it was on repeat and yeah. I just <laughs> listening
1: to the words, just was to the words. So yeah, I'm
0: definitely going to purchase the the album um, myself today, and I and I do encourage everyone as well to, if it's your um, type of music, check it out. Check out the Gonda Boys, um, Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth, I want um, please share please share with our listeners around the world a little a little about you and the message you have for humanity.
1: Well, oh. <laughs> the work that I've been doing for a while, I suppose, has been relatively most in the health industry. Um, the work that I did publicly, like from uh, the People's Voice um, and the People's Health Show, uh, most of my interest has been about the way that the world works, about the soul of the world, that you can say. Um, I come from a Christian upbringing, and um, at some point um, I wanted to understand more about the world around us and um, things that I wasn't really getting from the Bible. And so I felt like alchemy was kind of the next natural step for me. I had experienced things like sleep paralysis, which, um, which science couldn't really explain, but Christianity couldn't really give me answers for. So I kind of got stuck in this space in between science and, and religion where um, I needed to create like a marriage, and I guess that's where I happened to fall into alchemy. Wow.
2: So um,
1: for me, from what I've been, uh, ab- let's say, observing <laughs> Um, a lot of things that we see going on in the news and things like that is quite terrifying. Um, but the more that I have learned about what a person goes through, what a body goes through, what, um, a planet has to go through is the more that I see, um, hopeful signs around us, the more that I see that great things are happening, just like you were speaking in the beginning. Um, I'm very optimistic about this time. Um, I'm very glad to be here in this time and to, to share this with everyone.
0: Wow, me too. I couldn't have said that better myself. There, there is a lot of things that we're seeing um, day to day on on the news and in and reading in the papers, and it and it all seems very, you know, chaotic. And there is chaos, but I I do believe that there's always there's a silver lining at the end of everything. And and I'm I'm definitely yeah. excited, and I'm optimistic, um, and I'm I'm excited to be to be living in this time as well. Um, so, yes. so thank you. Thanks for that. Thanks for sharing that. Is there so many things in what you just said that I want to like grab something out and, and you know take it and, and and just go on a a tangent with yes. questions? Um, but I, I kind of want to stay on topic a little bit. But I do want to come back to what you spoke up about like sleep paralysis because that's something that that I've experienced um, you know right. all my okay. life. But before we go there, I want I want to talk about your um, warrior lineage. You are a, okay. a Ugandan princess. How was it growing up yeah. for you?
1: <laughs> okay, well, um, I was born in East Africa, and um, in Uganda, there are um, five kingdoms there is the Buganda Kingdom, the Bunyoro, the Yankole, the Toro, and the Busoga. So, the Buganda Kingdom is the biggest of them all, and Uganda, the country, was actually named after the Buganda Kingdom. But uh, during the time um, when Idi Amin was was about, I won't go into that because it's you know it's a lot of um, information. But during that time, um, a lot of people were exiled from the country. Um, a lot of Indians had to um, leave the country, and a- along with them were a lot of people from the Buganda royal family because they were blamed for. Um, allowing a a lot of things to, let's say, get out of hand with um, a lot of foreigners coming in and being able to to work and and things like that, a lot of political stuff. So um, my family um, um, and even the king at that time, they all ended up coming here to the UK, um, to London, where I am now. And so I came here when I was about three years old, and um, I've grown up in London ever since. And When I first came here, I, I couldn't speak English, but, um, so my mom would just speak to us in English so that we would learn how to speak English, but when I would go to school, sometimes I felt uh, not, I didn't always feel confident because I didn't speak the same language as everyone else, and at the same time, we had come to Southall, and um, a lot of people in Southall, especially at the time, um, uh, are of Indian descent. And we were, like, the only African family um, in, a, in a school of, um, let's say, a lot of uh, Indian people. who And a lot of them came from Uganda as well. So it was like we were all family anyway because a lot of my friends, their parents were uh, also born in Uganda. So it was like family, but there was also the difference between the languages that we spoke in, um, and also the, the of the language here in the U.K. So um, as a child, I found that when I went to, um, especially dancing or acting without language so much
2: um, Mm -hmm. and with
1: music, I found that I was able to communicate with everyone in a language that didn't require words. So it was then at a young age that I began to become sensitive to energy because I felt that dance and, and movement, animation was something that we all understood no matter what language you spoke. So from an early age, that became important to me, um, being able to advance and and feel energy, and it almost became like um like a safe haven. So that's something that I always wanted to um, develop and grow. Um, but as a, a Ugandan princess growing up in um, in the UK, I found that initially when I got here, there was um. I would say it was the introduction to colorism, in a sense, because uh, a lot of uh, black people here in the UK were from the Caribbean, or okay. um, and so a few of them were from Africa. So I remember a lot as a young child, um, I wouldn't talk about my heritage. I wouldn't talk about um, my royal lineage or anything like that, because... You know, well, if you're a princess, then where's your crown, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you're a princess, then why do you live in just a house? Why have you not got a palace and all of that? And um, so it seemed to be like the cool thing would be to be what what black culture was here, which was kind of um, influenced, I'd say, mostly by Caribbean culture. So when I was young, it seemed very cool to pretend that you were from the Caribbean because that was the culture mostly over here. Um, And it took some time before I was able to actually embrace my roots and my own culture and the things that make me who I am today, you know, and the things that has made me um, who I am through, throughout my, my life. And a lot of the time I try to fight um, who I am. But then in time I learned to accept it, and in accepting myself I feel that everyone else began to accept me too. So it, it has been um, a challenge but i believe that my uh, the way that i um the way that i that i went forward into the challenge um positively that i've been able to make the best of my situation and so i have never felt disadvantaged um although a lot of people perhaps might have felt that way i felt that as long as you put your best foot forward and you're always um looking at your blessings and knowing that there is always a chance for you to be better if you put the hard work into it, and if you have faith also. Um, I did say that I left Christianity, but faith has always been a big part of my life and still is. And yes. I believe that when you live in faith, then you find that there is just a path that is, past, uh, that is played for you. And then when you're in tune with that, then all the kind of normal things that would usually get in your way um, may not get in your way. I agree well beautiful,
0: beautiful story you know there there's some so much to that to, to that statement as well and just you mm-hmm. know um gravitating and appreciating you know where we come from and understanding our heritage is really important and um mm-hmm. I think we all go through that same type of of um growing and not to say mm-hmm. that everybody has royal lineage but I, I definitely can mm-hmm. relate to um To that, I definitely can. And and your um, Mm -hmm. your um, words on on movement and and dance, I think that's really profound. I think that our kids, especially today, really need to understand the importance of movement. You know, because Mm -hmm. that's like the the wave, the sound wave of the universe. And a lot of our children today, you see them just constantly sitting down in front of a TV. Um, with the video game controller in their hand, and they're yeah. they're missing out mm-hmm. on that. So I I do I do believe that we we must get back, you know, and our yeah. kids need to get back out, get out there, and get into the park and and do some cartwheels
1: and 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 things yeah, like definitely. that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And you know, even I'm I'm 29 now, but there is still so much that I am learning about my own culture and about um, my royal lineage and and about the kingdom, and about Kintu and Nambi, which I spoke about in a, in a previous interview, when um, the, a lot of the history has been forgotten or hidden or wiped out. But I found that you can find traces of our history all over the globe, mm-hmm. in, different, yeah. in different people, in different um, ethnics, um, in, in different cultures, mythology, and they just go under different names. So, I mean, maybe we could talk about that a bit later, but I found that to be really interesting. Um, a lot yeah. of our information has either been hidden or it's been tucked away and then all the names have been changed and, you know, the gods are still alive, but um, we just we, we think of it as mythology. You know? Yes, yes, yes,
0: and we'll definitely touch on that. Um, I, I know initially, you know, me coming into, um, I guess, a place where I was able to discover you – this happened about a year ago. I actually stumbled across a, a interview you did with, with Miles Johnston of the Basis Project. Um, you yeah. unveiled um, TOWA, T-O-W-A. Um, I the, I believe, yeah, um, and the, the whole initiative that it definitely touched my heart. And um, and I actually started following you um, after that, that interview because it was so amazing, and I thought the whole idea of it was beautiful. Um, can you share a little about um, Towa um, for our listeners? Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly.
1: Okay, no problem. Um, so Towa, um, in the interview that I did, um, I explained um, a bit about Towa, about uh, its vibration, um about what the word the word means in in, in different cultures and in different languages, and towa basically um, it holds a vibration um, numeradi- numerologically mm-hmm. is the way it's the right way to say. it holds yeah. a vibration of five, um, it represents the shape of the Ankh. It's basically building blocks that we use in order to create our new, to help to create a new frequency that we need in order to function in the reality that we want. Um, I explained that a lot of the things that we try to do, um, beneficial for humanity, don't always uh, come off or they don't work, um, despite all of our efforts. And it's because we are, at the moment, still in a vibration that is not basically um, going to help the the efforts that we put in to grow. Um, And I said it's kind of like trying to, spark a fire at the bottom of the ocean, um, first you have to come out of the ocean in order to spark that fire, um, and then you'd be able to do it effortlessly. But if you insisted so much in doing it at the bottom of the ocean, you'd have to have all kinds of instruments, and perhaps only scientists can do it, um, because, you know, it's, it's not something that can easily be done. But Toa is about changing the frequencies. So, when we chant Torah and we hold the intentions and the visions of the world that we want, we together put down the building blocks in order to create a better frequency so that the things that we do um, work and work effortlessly. And um, Torah is one way, of course, of, of doing that. The same way that um, doing breathing exercises or um, positive affirmations or doing exercises every day is one way of getting your body to its best health so there are many ways of doing so but toa is very important because it's about having um, an overall frequency from which we can play it's like having that solid foundation that we can build upon
0: yes yes that's beautiful toa um yeah that that that, that was it was it's amazing and um how's that how's that going
1: up, um, in the last interview, um, I'm sure you might have noticed that I was a bit hesitant in, in giving all of my information because um, I believe there wasn't something that I wanted to do, force down people's throat or say to people, this is something that you have to do. Yeah. Um, as I live mostly in space, I feel that the same way almost, I would say, almost found me, <laughs> uh, monotonic <laughs> elements that we'll talk about, um, is the same way that I feel Toa um, will reach the right people at the right time um, with the best intentions, because um, it's something that I believe should be taken, um, should be cared for, it's a, it's a word that should be looked after, it's something that should be done when you have peace in your heart, you know, so it's um, thing that I think should be um, abused or just discarded or just put on a shelf, like it's um, a byproduct. I definitely think that Toa might take its time to get into the mass consciousness, but the people that have been using it, the people that have been saying it, I'm pretty sure that they have seen benefits in their lives. It's been a year now since I've began chanting the Toa, and so much has happened that (laughs) I am just—I—I can't believe that this is my life. So. so I believe that it's only going to grow and people are only going to um, become wiser and, and understand more about um, how it works. Uh, there was a video on YouTube that I had mentioned the last time, which was um, if if you, uh, the people that are listening, if you typed in uh, Qigong chant in, in YouTube, you should find a video where this woman is lying um, on the bed um, and she has like a tumor in her abdomen. And there are three men standing around her, and they have the tumor on the camera, so you can see the tumor um, as the men are standing around her, and they are chanting a word that sounds like WOTA. So it's similar to TOA, but it's uh, WOTA, so like W-O-T-A. And they all hold the intentions that not that the woman is getting better, that she is already healed. So they mm. have an intention that the woman is already healed. And then on the camera, you can actually see within two minutes that tumor shrinks and it completely disappears. And this is just by intention. So people can see from looking at that video that if enough of us around the world held an intention, um, we can create the most amazing changes. Um, yes. People are just starting to understand. The quantum field is just starting to understand. You know. So, um, so yeah. There, there is. Um, Toa has a very long history. <laughs> um, I, I said in the beginning, um, there was the word but how I initially came across Toa from learning about um, a forest in uh, Uganda called Toa. And the reason why I came across this word Toa in this forest is because it's believed that Kintu, who was the first, first man on earth, it's believed that he had disappeared into a forest called Toa and um, that, he, that he never died, that he never passed away and that he will come back again. So this is how I first came across that word and then trying to find out what it meant in other languages. And in Japanese, I, I think it is, it, 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 I believe it means something like eternity or infinite. So um, so I found that to be really interesting. And then, again, if people want more information on this, I, I suggest you check out the video. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll be going over a lot of things. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay,
0: thanks for that. Yeah. I want to um, take a, a really brief, and thank you, thank you so much for sharing about Toa um, Elizabeth, yeah. I, I do appreciate that, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate it as well. We'll take a really quick commercial break. We'll come back with Elizabeth okay. day, and we'll we'll talk about the elixir of life. So hold tight. Yes, yeah. that. Yeah.
3: Bye, here, bye. The hottest next station in the nation is out now outshining any other station. So tell a friend and tell a friend by this station. Keep your ears and eyes open like a wounded thing staying to a head. Okay and the is the hottest net show All the other. Whoa, oh,
2: oh, oh. I love you
0: Welcome back to the E Welcome back to eotmradio.com. This is your girl Carla B, and I am here with Elizabeth Sinende, and we are having a uh, amazing, fabulous discussion on so many, so many things. And it's already um thirty minutes into the interview, and I can't believe it. Where has the time gone? <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Wow.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So before we, before the break, we um we kind of um teased the um, listeners a little bit. Um, talking about the the elixir of life, um, alchemy, and and monatomic gold. And and this is something that you have delved into um, completely. And so I want to know, how did you get interested in this?
3: Oh,
1: well, how did I get into it? Okay, well, um, my son, when he was born, my first son, um, I was presented with, um, like, a hundred and one vaccinations, okay, not that many, but I was presented <laughs> with a bunch of vaccinations, and um I was like, really, like all of this for like one little kid, you know, like a baby, yeah. and um i I didn't think that it was necessary um and it it kind of it it didn't sit well with me straight away, so I wanted to find um an alternative. Um, when I went to speak to the doctor about it I said that it, it wasn't something that I liked the idea of and that I wasn't comfortable with it and she said it's fine that it wasn't compulsory and I was shocked by that because I didn't know I, I wasn't actually aware that that wasn't compulsory and you know I was ready to have a debate and stuff and she said oh no it's not compulsory and and I thought uh do my friends know this like do, do <laughs> right who knows like Because we're not informed usually, you know, when, you know, they don't teach us this in school, like when you're going to have kids, like this is what's going to happen. And so um, I felt like there was a lot of information that we didn't know. And so I wanted to be able to have um, a good health alternative for my children um, if I was going to take their health into my own hands. Um, Before that time, I had been into athletics and stuff, but health had never really been um, an interest of mine per se. Uh, I come from a family of health professionals. Um, my family are all in the health industry, so my dad wanted me to also, you know, learn something in, in science because I was good at it in school, but it's not something I was motivated to um, to search until my own children were born. So um, I first came across something called um, uh, uh, the silver, uh, was it was called... Um, there is a, a silver um, that people uh, can use. That they dissolve into water, and the silver particles. That they drink them, and you could also do this with uh, gold particles as well. And then um, I found that the particles got smaller. And I found oxy silver, and then after that, I found monatomic elements, monatomic gold, and learning what I could about it, finding about, finding out about its history finding about um, how far back it went and the basic substance of it, I became completely fascinated. And I wanted to try it, but all the people that were selling it were in the U.S. And I realized that if I was going to buy it on top of the places and packaging, if I really liked it, it was going to be like an expensive habit. So I wondered, you know, how, how is this made? So I began to research it. And I realized that if I learned if I learnt how to make it myself, then I would actually save money um making it myself than actually buying it, um, ordering it from the US all the time. And so I bought all the ingredients and all the instruments and trial and error for quite a few months while I was getting really upset, understanding like why am I not getting this right and changing the salts and changing the waters and um, and then eventually um, I got it right, and, but initially I'd start, I, I would try it on my plants. Um, and uh, uh, my mother-in-law, she she likes gardening, so I would give her some, and she'd try it on her plants, and she'd be like, oh, this is, this is wonderful, Elizabeth. Some of these fruits are blooming um, faster than the others, and, and they had uh, different reactions with different plants. And so then I started taking it myself, and I had suffered with IBS, Um, for about four years and I had been going to the GP and um, they hadn't been able to help me and I had had anxiety as well and nothing had helped me thus far but the day that I took almost not only did my IBS disappear but I realized that when I was going to the school run that day I had like completely no anxiety and my son was like oh can we go to the park and I was like yeah that's fine (laughs) when usually I would have to plan everything before and
2: I'd have yeah. to get myself
1: mentally prepared for it and so my thinking process was completely different and that's when I knew straight away that this was something special. And um eventually I'd give it to friends and more family and then people just started um asking me for it and so I had to I had to turn it into a business because people just wanted some. Um it's not something I had planned to do, but um so many people had got so much good results from it that I could I couldn't not offer it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
1: amazing. So, um, so, I should probably explain a little bit about what it is for those who, who are hearing it for the first time. matter is basically free-spinning atoms. So, um, all the substances around us, everything that exists, are um, atoms that have bonded in such a way to create um, a table, um, a leaf, a uh, skin. And when you break up those bonds, you end up with free-spinning atoms so i could I could get um almost out of anything. I could take almost out of you. I could take almost yeah. out of um a leaf I could take almost um out of the air because essentially it's just atoms um The easiest way to get free spinning atoms um there are three different methods you can you can use um one of them is uh using fire a fire method um you'd get a little bit of almost and it would take a lot of time. Um, another one is using organic energy. That one you get even smaller amounts of ormus and takes a, lot, uh, a longer time. But the fastest, most effective way that you can get ormus is via the wet method, which is what I use. And um, the Dead Sea has such a big concentration of ormus because ormus comes from the sea. Um, and then that is basically um, you are able to extract ormus from the Dead Sea Um, and then once you have washed the ormus through, you are then able to consume it. And because the free-spinning atoms are essentially atoms without um, a command, when they go into your body, um, they're able to work with your DNA and bond in such a way to sustain and support your own immune system um, so that it can work and so that your DNA can work at the best of its ability. Um, ormus is basically the primordial soup from which, from once we all came because yeah. in the beginning um when we all came out of the sea there was a precipitation in the sea where all this um all the atoms that the all me the M state material went to the bottom of the sea and then that's when all the creatures started to form and to come together that's where all the intelligence came out came from so almost is not just a substance but it's also an intelligence as well
0: Amazing. which is why it
1: can work the way it does in the body yeah
0: that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for that. Um, Elizabeth, share with our listeners where they could um, find out more about um, your products and um, connect with you on, online.
1: Okay. Well, my website for, for my illness and my blogs, my articles, my short stories, um, www.esalchemy.co.uk, that's esalchemy.co.uk, and um, I post on there um, pretty much um, every month. Um, my Facebook page is Elizabeth Sininde. Um, I am not often on the Facebook page because I, I'm studying for my homeopathic degree at the moment, so I have to spend a lot of time off social media um, doing my studies. However, there is a lot of information that I put on there. So if you want to follow my research and... Um, the information and that I um, continue to to give out and, and my short stories also. Then you can go to those sites. Okay, all right. Thank you. Thanks for sharing
0: that. And I do have um, Elizabeth's um, website on the EOTMradio.com page. Um, so you could definitely go there. And again, her so website is yeah www.esalchemy.co.uk. Is that a good one, um, Elizabeth?
1: Yes, Yeah. yeah okay,
0: go on. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um, so I want to ask, and, and, and regarding alchemy, um, why, do you, why do you believe, um, why is understanding alchemy paramount um, to living today?
1: Because the world is going through a process. The world itself is evolving. Mother Earth herself is evolving. So if we are to thrive, in this new environment, we need to understand how it works. We, under- we need to understand how our body works because there is a percentage of people at the moment that understand how our body and the world works and they are they are controlling everything, and a lot of the time not in our best interest. So it's only when we have full knowledge of how our body works, how, how this frequency works, how, how nature works, that we can really truly begin to not only respect nature again, but respect ourselves and humanity again. And that's the only way that we can evolve. Otherwise, um whatever is here that that doesn't work anymore is just going to um get left to the wayside because that's not the way that the earth is going.
0: Yes, yes. And and speaking of of the way the earth is going, I, I know that um Briefly, I think that we were um, talking about, um, in maybe a, like an email form, the, the state of the world. And, um, I mean, what do you see right now, the state of the world? What do you see us going, the state of humanity?
1: Okay. Well, um, for me, I see it as, well, let me give this analogy. In, in, in homeopathy, um, it's all about creating the, um, the balance between, inside of a person, of their energies and um, creating that vital force um getting them to their best health so that disease cannot thrive yeah. and we know that when the body is healing there is a process that it goes through so like if you have um physical symptoms as the body heals sometimes those physical symptoms will get worse before they get better um just like even when you're working out if you if you're not someone that works out and then suddenly you start working out after a couple of days of working out, you're going to find that you can barely move. Your entire body is sore. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to sit up and do anything. You feel like, you know, your body feels basically crippled. Um, and But we know that that's basically what happens to the body before it gets stronger. So when I look around and I see all of these things kind of like erupting on, on the surface, you know, all, all the, uh, let's say, the walls or or the terrorist attacks that they say and stuff like that. I know that these are all symptoms that are just coming to the surface and they are just displaying themselves as something that needs to come out in order for us all to move on. So just, just um, putting handcuffs on these people and throwing them in prison is not actually sorting out the problem because if these symptoms are underlining, they, they need to come up so that we can resolve them. Um, and that's what I see happening around us right now. Um, that's what I feel that Mother Earth is doing. She's just purging at the moment. And around the corner from here, there's going to be um, a lot more knowledge out in the open. Um, a lot more people are going to understand what's happening and be accepting of the changes. And therefore, suffering doesn't have to be so bad because how we suffer depends on our, on our attitudes towards it and our understanding of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I definitely agree. It seems as if um humanity is transforming. We're going through our own alchemical process, um, as we speak. Yeah. And and that's a beautiful thing. it, it is. Um, I, earlier when you were um talking we were talking, um, just getting into the whole um alchemy monotomic goal, you mentioned organ. Um, I um came across Oregon about, like, four years ago, and I actually saw, like, one of your, your interviews online um, a, a couple weeks ago where you were interviewing these amazing people out of the U.K., and they were creating these beautiful yeah. Oregon, Oregon pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, how, yeah. how, um, how exactly do you use Oregon to be able to um, extract the orments? Just briefly.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I don't um, extract the almost this way. But what I understand is that um, a person had a a pyramid of organ and they had um, a gold nugget that was um, underneath the pyramid. And the organ energy was being concentrated into that gold nugget. And over a period of time, you saw a white powder start to form on top of that nugget. And that oh. white powder is actually the illness, which has where the bonds have broken because of the this, um, organ energy that's going into it.
0: Wow, it's amazing. That, that, yeah. That's amazing. I love, that's, I'm sure that's a beautiful sight to behold just to experience that. Um, so, um, Elizabeth, just to um, kind of um, backtrack a little bit, I just want to get your. We don't have that much time left, but I, I definitely want to get your thoughts on um, sleep paralysis. You mentioned that at the top of the show that yeah. you know you you had experienced that um, throughout your life, mm-hmm. and I just want to know what what your thoughts are on what is sleep paralysis in your opinion?
1: Um, okay, well the scientists say that sleep paralysis is when um, you wake up but your body hasn't fully woken up, and so um, the dreams that you have, um, come into your reality and you start hallucinating, um, in, into your, uh, waking state. Um, I have been in a situation where I have been in the middle of a dream and this demonic thing came in front of me and I jumped out of my dream and I was in my bed thinking, oh my God, thank God I'm out of that dream. And then the same yeah. demonic thing is standing at the bottom of my bed and I'm like, uh, okay. You know, so, um, but what science says is, is relevant because, you know, there there is evidence to support that. But I also know um, that there are some things that my imagination I, – I didn't have the imagination to um, create certain things. So yeah. certain things that I saw, um, I, I couldn't say, okay, well, I just made this up because when – at that age – my thoughts about ghosts, they were like, you know, people with white blankets over their head. And right, <laughs> I walked right. around, like, looking spooky. I had never, ever thought of a shadow being or, like, shadow people or, you know, these the kind of entities that I was seeing. My, my imagination couldn't create that. And then after some time, I found out that people all over the world were not only experiencing sleep paralysis, but they were experiencing the same entities. Like um, the old head, which I experienced, and mm-hmm. um, all cultures all over the world have spoken about this, so I began to think that maybe we are not all mass hallucinating the same thing, mm-hmm. right <laughs> maybe right. we are perceiving something that's actually there, and there actually came a period of time when I was walking up the stairs to my bedroom and I was completely awake, and then I saw a shadow being at the on the top on the top landing, and the shadow being looked as surprised that i could see it as i was that it was there right. and we both kind of froze and licked at each other and then its hand went up i didn't know if it was going to wave or try and grab me i didn't right. stick around to find out <laughs> yeah. but um um but that's when i you know that was another pointer to me that these experiencing that you're happening these experiences that you're happening they're not just um hallucinations from the dream world so the more I found out about sleep paralysis, the more I was informed, the more knowledge, knowledgeable I was about it. So the last time it happened to me, um, I think there was like about five demons that came into the house and pinned me down. And I was afraid. And as a mom, I wanted to protect my son. Um, but I realized that he couldn't even see any of these demons right. that I was seeing. And they weren't even taking notice of him. And then I realized, oh, this is sleep paralysis um, I've been experiencing this, and then suddenly, the the researcher, the scientist in me became very curious, and I was like, oh, wow, is this what the Bible talks about when it talks about demons, and I was like, is this what demons look like, and then suddenly, I wanted to know, like, what is it like to be a demon, do you have families, do you have a house, right. do you have a lifestyle, what are your hobbies, so I suddenly began to ask all these questions, like, oh, yes. my God, like, you you guys are like actual demons and then suddenly it's like they backed off as if I was like on fire and then they rushed out the front door and they slammed the front door and I never had sleep paralysis since and my response to that was okay so the minute I decide that I want to play you guys want to like run away (laughs) and it's like because before that I had been advised to call out for Jesus you know and I had done this many times um times it did work times it didn't but I still had that fear. Um, I would still ask God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? But the last time it happened, because I was wise and I knew what was going on, suddenly I was empowered. And then I was like, well, well I actually know that you can't kill me because this has right. happened loads of times before, and each time you haven't killed me. So now I'm just curious as to why you do it and like what else you guys do. Right. And right. Um, so that was the moment where I think I empowered myself and they could no longer um, control me with fear. So I believed that they would come to me and other people like myself in order to feed off of their fear. And then when I watched the, the movie Monsters, Inc., the animation, I was like, oh, my God, that's sleep that's paralysis. That's what it right. is. Right, um, right. So to me, that was just them um, putting it out there in like um, in plain view for us all to see that this is how it works and that they – they store um, our fear, our energy, and and they use that, you know. So yes. um, I began to stop after a while. I'll say over over the past few years now, I be I began to stop being afraid of that so much and to start to understand it as as forms of life. So yes. um, yeah, so the the notion of evil now to me is <laughs> is not what it used to be.
0: Yes, yes, that that's amazing. That that story, and I've had. Um, a recurring childhood dream of of constantly being chased yeah. by these um evil um like shadow people and and recently, mm-hmm. about maybe a year ago, i um just going through some different like past life regressions and a lot of different sessions with my hypnotherapist we um she told me she said, um, next time you see thinking your dreams, don't run, just stop, turn around. Mm-hmm. And and yep. and let them know that you're not afraid, and um and mm-hmm. I, and I did that, and that definitely worked, and I and I've experienced it. Whereas before, even because my my background is my upbringing is Christianity as well, and mm-hmm. um I was told to say, you know, the blood of Jesus covers me. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But I, mm-hmm. I think that the main thing is is the fear thing, just overcoming it, and I've understood. Um, from then yeah. to today, that fear is just false expectations appearing real. It's not, you know, yeah. fear is, you know, it's it's a it's an illusion of, of sorts. Um, you have to face it, and and yeah. and it definitely goes away. So, um, thanks for sharing your story. That definitely brought um, you know, um, joy to my ear just listening to to that as well because it definitely um correlated with with my, with mine as well. So, thank you again. Yeah. thanks for that. Um, Elizabeth, we we, uh, we have about nine minutes, but I want to ask you some, some basic questions because I just want to know. I want to know what you're reading right now. Any good books?
1: Oh, well, at the moment, because I've just started studying, but uh-huh. um, even if um, you're not into uh, health or homeopathy, there is this book called Science of Homeopathy by a man called George um, Vitolkis, and he is... He's an amazing, amazing homeopathist, and he has videos on on YouTube as well. And just listening to some of his videos, you you can get so inspired because he has such great understanding of the world and how it works. And um, this book, I've only just started reading the first few pages. And I know that, you know, I had to put it down because I have an assignment to do, but um I know that once I pick it up I'm not I'm not going to put it down because um it's that captivating to me and it has so much relevance in today's day and age. Um there is a, a man that said, Oh gosh, um I've forgotten his name. That's not good, but um <laughs> he said that quantum physics, um uh, homeopathy today is like what quantum physics was to Newtonian um, um, sciences. So um, I also understand that, you know, with alchemy there is as above, so below. So the more we understand about the body and about how the body works is the more that we can understand about the world and how the world works. So um, I definitely believe that right now is a very important time, especially with the coming of um, homeopathy, but um, Science of Homeopathy by George Patolkos, I would definitely recommend um, that people have a look at that.
0: Yes, yes, thanks for that. I definitely will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I definitely will. I'm all about, you know, that. And um, alternative medicines is a beautiful thing. You definitely have to
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, ex- um, dabble in that, um, you know. Yes, yeah,
1: but it also explains so much about the nature of our reality as well and um you know, aside from just the health side. So um today i are thinking, you know, I'm not very into health research. And it's not just about that. I would be- definitely recommend seeing it, yeah.
0: Yes, yes. And what is the nature of reality? That's that's a great question directly to oh, you. Y- <laughs> you. Yeah, what is the nature of reality? I know that's a long question, and that could take, you know, um Take, it could um, take a, a whole, whole interview, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just briefly, because that, that that sentence right there has been in the back of my mind, like every night, what is the mm-hmm. nature of reality?
1: Okay, well, for me, I would say, from my perspective, the nature of reality is about um, testing yourself, um, understanding the true... Um, purpose of the lessons that you come across in life i think that there are so many things that we don't see or we don't notice because we are distracted by things that don't mean as much or temporary highs let's say um i think that the meaning of life is noticing the things that um, we are distracted from usually um i believe that the test is really noticing the beauty and the things that um you wouldn't normally see because it's when you can see the beauty and the blessings that you could feel the gratitude and feel that overwhelming sense of abundance. And once you feel that overwhelming sense of abundance, you, your life is just so much better. You're in love with life. You you essentially bring heaven into your world. So I believe that that's the meaning of life, is understanding that everything is beautiful in its own way and learning to see that beauty. And even when, you know, things are a bit rough, there is beauty in that as well. And once you yes. can understand that, again, the suffering is is not bad. There there is reward at the end of that, you know? Yes, yes. So,
2: um I, I love I,
3: it, I would
1: say. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I do.
0: Um any last words um for our listeners? Anything you want to leave us with, Elizabeth?
1: Um I guess I, I could leave leave you with that there was something um a man named Joseph Campbell said um, about the hero. He, he talked about the hero's journey. Um, and, and I liked what he said about the hero's journey because um, he says that every hero has to go through a cycle, um, a going and a return, uh, a death and a rebirth. And it's a fundamental necess- um, necessary because um, finding the source of life um, brings you to a fuller, richer condition. And I believe that um, the earth is going through that. And the earth has taken that psychological journey and um, the internet, um, the the internet of this day and age, this new network connection is like the earth's new nervous system and Mm -hmm. and its new way of connecting and being able to communicate with itself more speedily and, you know, effortlessly. And um, I definitely believe that there's a big evolution here and that that the world is going through its hero cycle. And, you know, it's only, we, we don't want things to go back to, um, to, to, to the heavenly state it was. We want things to evolve, to be better then. Because if things were perfect the way that they were, they would have stayed that way. Yeah. And so we know that they <laughs> there is no perfection. There, there is only greatness, and you can only just keep getting better. So um, I believe that that's what we're going through, and I believe that we can all just come together and you know, know that we are all in this together and try and enjoy the journey as, as much as possible.
0: Yes, well said. You are greatness. You are greatness. You are greatness, Elizabeth. Thank, so like you so, so <laughs> like you. Thank you Thank so
1: much. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Elizabeth. And you all can visit Elizabeth online to learn more about her message to humanity. Um, check her out at www.esalchemy.co.uk. And we're going to um, round this show off with a little bit of the Ganda boys um,
1: oh fantastic
0: <laughs> until next time have a great day everybody bye bye
2: Still a stand On the other hand, take a chance if you understand. Make a change now if you can. Come to my side. All oh, the world, share the word, share the love. Feel a beat from Hinterland. Say a prayer from Neverland. In your heart, you can understand. Take your place in the motherland. Oh, We dream of another land, making peace, stretching out our hands, feel the will pass from man to man, man to man, man to man, man, man to man, man man. <inaudible> <inaudible> Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. Inspiration, love and nation, bring liberation, imagination, recreation, salutation, and salutation. Take your place in the motherland, light your light oh from motherland. Still stand on the other hand. Make a change if you understand. Make a change now if you can. Come to my side. All the world share the world, share the love. light. Light light from Madeleine. Still stand on the other hand. Sabasaunda kupre. Sabirisan, 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 sabasa, sabasa. Lulivalo na hunda. It could form me,